Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She figured, you know, she don't need me no more. So she went on about her business. So during the course of that time, we still was having uh, communication. I was still seeing her, you know, you know, nights at a time. And um, one day she just got hostile and felt, felt like... Um, she wanted some justice done on me. This is the plaintiff, I.C. Ely Third. He says he and the defendant were in an on-and-off sexual relationship, and the woman lost her mind one day and busted four of his pickup truck's windows in some kind of fit of rage. She has to learn how to deal with her anger in a better, more constructive way. But in the meantime, she needs to pay him the $2,442.32 she owes. So he's suing. This is the defendant, Nadia Marie Payton. She says the crazy plaintiff maced her during a fight. So could she break his truck's windows? Next day, the plaintiff slashed her tires and egged her Hyundai Sonata. And he snapped her side mirror off. She hasn't had any contact with him since that night. They both acted ridiculously and they're even. She's accused busting it up. All parties. Please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Mr. Ely, what happened here? How long have you two, or how long had you two been dating? Well, it's about to be coming on uh, two years. We've been dating uh, consecutively. You know, it have been a little kind of rocky moments where we was, you know, on and off. But for the most part, being we was together. Well, you're not together now, are you? No, we're not together now. All right, and what uh, what happened that brings you to court today to your car? Well, presently where I stay at now, I moved upstairs from my mother. I paid rent here. Um, she had moved here with me too, and um, but she had found her apartment and um, got her a new car because she got some of that pandemic money. So she figured, you know, she don't need me no more. So she went on about her business. So during the course of that time, we still was having um, communication. I was still seeing her, you know, you know, nights at a time. And um, one day she just got hostile and felt, felt like um, she wanted some justice done on me coming over here where I stay at presently and busting my truck up. Yeah, but why did she bust your truck up? If she was moving on because she got her some of that pandemic money, why would she turn around and go bust up your windows? Like, what happened? Did you guys have a fight? What happened? 
it's 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 real simple, but it's not simple. Uh, if we talking about her state of mind, when she get under the influence of a little alcohol and maybe a drug um, per se of her choice, she get kind of delusional. So um, the beginning of this day, how I started. I had our new apartment keys. It was supposed to be ours because I was supposed to be giving her um, some money that she never did receive. So she wanted her keys back. So she called me, said, I needed my keys. And I said, where you at? I'm going to meet you and bring you these keys. We met at her mother's apartment complex. We drove from there to where the car was parked at. I got multiple vehicles. I leave a car at my job, you know, at you know, sometimes. But the keys was in the vehicle. She was following me during the duration of us going to get the keys. She got caught at a traffic light. <laughs> at a traffic light. So I made it there before. Oh, and she's drunk too. So I made it there before her. So I called her and said, Where is you at? She said, I'm here. I said, where you at? I don't see you here. Well, I said, listen, I'm not going to play with this girl. I went to our apartment complex where we had her mother apartment complex where we had started at from the beginning. She was pulling in. What a coincidence. Immediately, she came towards my vehicle with her car, acting like she was going to ram a big Chevy. I got a 93 Chevy Caprice. She got a little small Hyundai, uh, a 07, full cylinder. Wow. So I hopped off the car. I said, what is you doing? You know you ain't going to get nowhere with that. She thought about it. She um, bagged up, and I, I bagged up. Then when I hopped off the car, because remind you, I got her keys. Now I can actually give her her keys physically. She started coming towards me, spraying me with mace. She sprays you and with mace. Spraying me with mace. The mace that she possesses, I purchased for her for protection for herself in case indeed if she ever had a situation or a case that I went there to protect her as her man, she can defend herself. But she using mace to harm me. And according to you, he's the one who sprayed mace in your eyes, Ms. Peyton? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. When? At this very same moment that he's talking about? Yes, I did. I tried to. I did. I did try to spray him because he was running up on me. You see, he's a big guy. I'm a small lady. So I was trying to protect myself. The mace did not touch him at all. He came up in my face. I have contact lenses in. He came in my face and sprayed me to the point I couldn't see. These guys in the parking lot, he left me in the parking lot, gave the guys my house keys. He left me in there. I don't have on no shirt, no nothing. The guys, I don't even know who they were trying to help me. You know, I could not see at all. He pulled off of his car. Why don't you have a shirt? Why don't because you have I a shirt? Off the shirt? I pulled the shirt off to put some water on it, you know, to put in my eyes. You know, the guy oh, oh, told oh, me oh. I couldn't see. Yeah. And he just left me, like, just left me out there to die. I don't even know who these guys were. They could have raped me, did anything, you know? Like, I didn't know them from... Okay, Adam and did he give you the key? Did he give you the no, key? No, he did not. He did not give me my keys directly to me. He handed it to the guys that I was Okay, but you got the keys. And why yes, was I it? Did. He's under the impression that he was supposed to move into the apartment with you. And why Why did you not want him to move into the apartment with you? Because he didn't pony up because, and go? No, because he can, he's psycho. He get in the range when he's drunk, too. Why are you talking about I'm a drunk? He drinks, too, do drugs, whatever he be on. And he gets really, like, he gets verbally abusive very bad. So I didn't want him in my house. Mr. Ely, when in relation to what you just described, does your uh, car get, car windows all get busted? Okay. 
that night. After I left that situation, I went and got something to eat. Say about 40 minutes later, I arrived at my house. A neighbor came from across the street that I talked to frequently. He said, oh, the girl that you be over here with, she just left from here, bursting out your truck. Is your neighbor here to testify? No, my neighbor is not here. He's at work right now. Okay, and if you have a witness who, I'm sorry, slow down. So do you have an affidavit from your neighbor? No. Did you call the police based on having an eyewitness? Yes. So show me your police report. Oh, the incident number? Okay. I'm asking you if you have the police report, not a a, a cop's card. Yeah, no, I'm asking you, do you have a... incident number for the report. Right, so then... Right, so you didn't get a report, and the report doesn't show you saying there's a witness, and I'm looking at your complaint. Yeah, and your complaint, you say that the neighbor saw her, but you have to understand that when you come to court, you got to bring me evidence. You can't just say, ah, someone witnessed it. Trust me, Judge. So, Ms. Payton, if not you, then who? Because you're the one who had the big fight with him that day. So let me hear from you. Did you bust his windows? No, I'm not. No, I didn't bust his windows. He has other females besides me. I'm not the only one. How can I bust his windows and I was mazed? I was mazed. Judge, I have my mother. She had talked to her on the phone, too. My mother asked her, why did you come over here and do this to this vehicle? She stated that I didn't come over there and do this to this truck. So that's her telling on herself then that she did come over there and bust the truck out. I have I have five vehicles. Where's your mother? Is your uh, mother here to testify? She couldn't she couldn't be here because she had to be at work because of the, t- the time of the case. Okay, so you you understand what proof is, right? And how it works. What is it? Is this the back win- wait, this is the back window that's in That's the hatch of the cab that goes right. on the pickup. Uh, them the two small ones. Did you bust up his windows, Miss Payton? Come on, you can tell me. Did you bust up his windows? I did not bust. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna be honest. I did not. I did not bust. I did not bust all his windows out. I didn't because I couldn't see. But I was in the range, and guess which I'm ones did honest, you bust I'm out? I'm under oath. I bust out the two side, the the passenger side windows, and that back window been like that when you bought the truck. Like, you bought the truck like that. Like, it's a regular truck you don't even drive, first of all. Like, you're suing me for something you don't even drive, barely. Okay, what, then why is that the one that you busted look, the windows out? Why didn't you, you bust one right that he now. drives? Look how I you mean, act. if you're going to bust because windows, bust the one that hurts. I couldn't see, and he, he, he hid all his cars from me. They were hid. <laughs> I couldn't see. Wait, I couldn't Peyton. see what I was doing. I did not bust out all his windows. He probably did all no, that. he just busted out some of his windows. You just busted out some of his windows, not all of his windows. I, That's your defense. No, I did not bust out all his windows. He's not going to put all them regular old windows on me. Like, no. And did he ever do anything always... to your car? Yes, he did. Yes. Yes. I, um, I sent pictures. He knocked my mirror off my car. He hit the front end of my car. He slashed my tires, and he egged my car right after the incident. So you got your payback. So what's the problem? So, according to you, he retaliated? He dibbed the egg in on my car while I was at work. I'm coming out of work from my client house. I go outside, everybody in the complex like, you got eggs on your car and your tire is flat. How you gonna come into my job 
and embarrass me like that. Like, who does that? Did you slash? She did you wasn't slash at her, her job. She was at a client. She she she's a home health aide. I didn't slash okay. her. Okay, that's her job. It's I a job. No, 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 no. First of all, she disrespected my house where I moved in, where I housed her at. Did she didn't have nowhere to live at. You know what I'm saying? Did I'm you whack her up. mirror off of her car? The mirror got whacked off by me after she did that to me. And that was two weeks later. Did you slash her tires? No. I, I let the air out of her front driver tire. She got air back in there because the cops helped her. They put it. I have a question for you. Mr. Ely, how old are you? I'm 35. How old are you, Ms. Payton? I'm 34. I think that the two of you are a little long in the tooth to be acting like you're middle schoolers. I think that you two should have nothing further to do with each other. I think that you each bring out the absolute worst in the other person. This isn't normal behavior to be retaliating on each other's wheels like this. I think you both have an anger management issue and I think you should both, for your own sakes, address that anger management issue. Why are you making a face at me while I'm talking to you? I can see you, you know that, right, Mr. Ely? Yes. So, yes. Mr. Ely, you know, you're I work, here. I work with try... the public. I work so? with the public. I'm a professional so what? driver. I don't have, I don't have. What no does that problem. have to do with she anger management? It has to do with her vandalizing. You just finished telling me that instead of instead of just handling it through the courts, you went and whacked her mirror off and let out the air in her tires. And you don't think that's an anger problem? It's an anger problem. I, I gave I, I gave her time to pay me. She said she was going to pay me, and then when she got paid, I never heard from her. That's wrong. Go ahead, answer that. Go ahead, Miss. First Peyton. of all. First of all, first of all, we gonna say this. How did you give me time to pay you when you did this the, the day after you faced me? You did it the next day I was at work. You did this the next day I was at work and you said something about your little truck windows, but you came down to my job and and you on camera at my job doing all this the, stuff the, in the day, parking lot. The, 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 listen, the day that was the day after. My vehicle. You ain't give me I'm time to pay you. Put, listen, okay, put, stop. Did you? So your windshield. Let me ask you a question. It, what was it he told you you needed to pay him? He didn't ever give me no amount. He just told me he was. First of all, you was kind of like threatening me. You already know I don't even make nothing at work, and then you like. You gonna, you're gonna pay for my windows, so you or else. Be damaging nobody's or property. Else, you got the money. You should be messed Why up my car and you and me. So you messed up my car. I can't do you have any evidence of slashed it. tires? Listen up, Miss Peyton. Do you have any evidence of slashed tires? Yes. Um, I have another phone. I couldn't send it the video. I have a video on my other phone right here. I could play for you if you want me to. Is it fine? Play it for me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hold on. Okay. That's the tire. Yeah, no, but where's the slash? I'm trying to see where the slash was. You can't see the slash, but you see my tire is flat. Right. He says all he did was let the air out. He says he didn't slash it. There's a difference I in didn't the amount of slash. damages. I didn't get the um, thing, but I had to buy a whole new tire. Oh, 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 I don't know do you have in that video, do we see the break, the mirror that got broken off? Um, uh, no. He admits to the mirror being broken off. What yeah, kind of car is, I, is that? Um, a 2007 Hyundai Sonata, my little raggly car, whatever he said. Okay. 
And did you have you gotten an estimate to fix the mirror? Nope. Um, yes, $80, $86. Mr. Ely, let me ask you a question. She says that this is a car you don't even drive and that this is a car that you bought with the broken window in the back. What say you to that? No, she's lying. This is my work truck. I do work out of this truck. I actually, I actually moved myself to my new resident in this truck. It's a pickup truck. That's what I use it for, to pick up things. I haul. Um, I was about to start my uh, mobile car wash, my mobile car wash business in it. Why do you have bolt cutters in the front seat? Because it's a work truck. I do work with bolt cutters. What work do you do? You're a driver. Time. What do you do with bolt cutters? What's, you know, my side work. Like, at one time, I had locked myself out of my house because I got a lock on my door, an apartment. I, I mean, the uh, two-family I had. So I had to use the bolt cutters to lock, the, you know, to, you know, to cut the boat off because my key was left in the house. You know, miscellaneous things. And she also used this truck before to use when she didn't have a vehicle to get to her different clients because she didn't have a car when I met. You know that you're at, what year car is this? This is a 97 Chevy Silverado extended cab. You're suing for more than what the car is even worth. Originally, Did you know that, that wasn't the price that, yes, that I wasn't suing for. It was 600 The hatch on the back, they don't make it for that truck anymore. So that window by itself individually with the labor was 2000 itself. Because yeah, but that's absurd. That that's utterly absurd. I think the 600 was well, a much more reasonable estimate. So, you know, what you have I to do... It, I, just what, I just wanted it for the yeah. windows. That's what they... All right, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order her to pay you $600 minus the 86 for the um, mirror that you admit you broke. And I'm going to suggest yeah, very, very strongly that you two have nothing else to do with each other. Verdict for the plaintiff in the amount of $514. Oh. So the plaintiff is going to get $514. Ms. Payton, what do you think about that? You okay with that or not? I'm really not. I don't think he should get anything because, first of all, you don't even use the regular truck. And, you know, besides that, he, he did damage my car, too. Like, I don't think he should get nothing. How hard, how hard was it for you to break out the windows in his truck? What'd you use? <laughs> I don't even remember the tool that I used, but now that I'm thinking about it, I wish I would have never did anything. I wish I would have just left it up to God because he's, he's an evil person. An evil person. All right, you're not going to have anything more to do with him, right? Oh, no, it's done. It's over with. He can move on. I'm moving on. I just want him to stay away from me and don't come to my house because he still do have my house keys. I forgot to mention about. All right. Well, good luck to you. All right. Well, Mr. Ely, let me ask you. You didn't get nearly what you were seeking from the judge. What do you? What, what, what's your opinion of it? No. Yes, I did. I got the. Um, I got the right decision on what that what she gave me. That was just because of that hatch. Uh, it was no longer available, so they just couldn't replace that window. But um, that decision she made was. I'm grateful for. You're good. All right. How many eggs did you use on her car? A whole dozen? I, I started. I started to use the whole dozen because she deserved more. She does. She deserved it, but it was probably probably like three of them. <laughs> okay. You're gonna stay away from her now. It's over, right? She's trouble. Oh, I, I I've been moved on. I never needed her from the beginning. She needed me. She was fresh out of rehab, and she needs some more rehab. 
All right. Well, good luck to you. Very interesting case. A minor feud, for sure. All right, here are the judges in another session of After the Verdict. Let's see what they have to say. Mr. Ely said, uh, what, he used a dozen eggs, but he wishes he'd thrown another dozen yeah, in there or something, I, I said I ended I with know. three, I got, but I don't have an anger problem. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, here, here you have a really toxic relationship, emotions just overriding all rational behavior, and I'm sure it probably felt good for her when she was smashing the windows, but... It never it, feels good later. Yeah, a little bit later on, it's going to hurt, and yeah. you're going to pay, and there are going to be consequences. You know... When you're a judge in a civil case, very often you read the complaint and the answer and you walk into the courtroom and you're thinking, as the facts unfold and the testimony comes out, you're going to find a hero and a villain in the courtroom. And then you hear all the testimony and sometimes you end up with two villains. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, Barbara wants to know this. Uh, hey, Harvey, if a truck sign says not responsible for damages and a rock flies off and hits a car, are they really absolved from financial responsibility? No, and I'll tell you why. Um, when you go, for example, to a parking uh, lot and you park there and they have signs say not responsible for damage, you've made a contract with that person and you are accepting that liability limitation. If you're driving on a highway and you see a sign on a truck where it says we're not responsible, they can't just absolve themselves if there are loose rocks in the truck or, and it kicks up and it, it flies off the truck. So I, I think that is not enforceable. Now, if the truck kicks up a rock from the ground as it's driving along and that rock hits your car and it doesn't come off the truck, they're not responsible for that because that's not negligence. But if they haven't packed the truck right and, it's loose, and there are loose rocks and they hit yours, it doesn't matter what that sign says, they're responsible. So that'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff that Wattie Singh. She says she paid the defendant for a trip to London and it was canceled due to the coronavirus and he refuses to give her a refund. He said he would give her a credit for another trip, but who knows when that will ever be possible again. She's been very patient waiting for him to give her a refund for five months. She's not waiting any longer and is suing this guy. For the $1,220.55 she's owed. This is the defendant, Vish Balram. He says he got the money back for the hotel for the plaintiff, but the airlines wouldn't refund her money and only agreed to a credit, which is good for two years. The plaintiff didn't want to hear about that. She demanded a full refund, and well, here they are. He's accused of refusing a rebate. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $200 for organizing the trip. All parties. Please get your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. The plaintiff says she paid the defendant her hard-earned money for a trip to London, uh, but that was canceled because of the pandemic, and now he won't give her a refund. Now, the defendant says he got this woman all her money back, except for the airlines, but she has a credit good for two years, so she should just leave him alone. It's the case of Bon Voyage. Not. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Miss Singh. Yes. You had decided that you wanted to take a trip to London. Uh, and Mr. How did you contact Mr. Balram or how did you agree to, ha to, to do it with Mr. Balram? Someone called me and said a trip was going out. 
and um, call Mr. Balram up and tell him about the trip. He told me to bring tw uh, to bring a thousand dollar. So I went and took the thousand dollar to him in January. Have you ever and, done a trip uh, with Mr. Balram before? Yes, I did a, a few trips with him in the years. Okay, now is he a travel agent or is he one of these folks who gets together trips with friends and family so that he can get a free trip? I think he's a travel agent because he always do trips. Okay, what, Mr. Barham, what exactly is your deal? Are you a travel agent or what? Um, no, Your Honor. Um, we are a group of family friends. I'm the organizer or the group leader um, or the coordinator. But basically, we are a group of family and friends. And what we do is we come together and we plan a trip to go to some place. And what I do is I do all the calculation. And then I reach out to the group and said, hey, we are going on a trip. Would you like to go? This is the cost of the trip. And then. Right. And, and then the typically when I've seen I've seen these situations a lot. And when I see that, typically your trip will be free because you brought in. You know, if you bring in X number of people. That's correct. Okay. So, and the, the plaintiff has gone on how many trips with you? Um, I think four or five. The international trips are Egypt, Turkey, Italy, and India. Four trips. Okay. What's your day job? I'm a financial controller. And are you friends with Ms. Singh or you just know each yes. other through this group then? Uh, well, through this group, but we have been in this group for 10 years, I would say. Does she know that you're a financial controller? Um, and everybody knows on the trip that that's my full-time job. Okay. All right, Miss Singh, so what ends up happening? You have this beautiful trip to London planned, and what was the date that the trip was supposed to happen? Um, in March, I think the 3rd or the 5th of March. I don't recall the date. I have that yeah. in front of 2020? Me. Yes, um... Yeah, yes, the March. year that will live in infamy. So what happened to your trip? Uh, your Honor, I, um, Vish Balram told me to bring the money for the trip. In February, he was bugging me all the time to give him the money, bring the money. It was very cold, and the virus was started to begin in. So anyway, I went and I took the money to him. And then after that, because of the coronavirus, everything canceled out in February. So I um, asked him kindly and nicely, Fish, I cannot go on this trip because the corona is on, that even if you give me a credit, I would not go on this trip, that I want my money back, please. And he said he cannot give the money back. I said, why? I need my money. Can you please give me my money back? I don't work. He said, um, send your address. And um, he sent me a check. He took 2000 from me, and he sent me a check for $979.45 out of $2,200. Did he cancel the trip? Did the trip get canceled by the country of England, or did you decide not to go on the trip? What was it? No. All the air flights shut down due to the corona. And right. I even told him when I give him the money, I said, do you watch TV? Do you watch, read the newspaper? He said, no. I said, you know, we have the corona is going on. And few few days later, they shut down. We couldn't fly. Nobody could fly. I never told him I don't want to go. We just couldn't fly because of the coronavirus. 
Everything right. shut down. So, Nobody Mr. Ballroom, let me hear from you. What? Where did all this money go? Okay. So the flights, we bought the flights in January. It was bought through a travel agency. Um, I already made hotel reservation. I bought the London pass. I bought. Um, I made the London pass is for, for the train. Um, that's for attractions, and and along with the London pass, there is a Oyster card, which is like a, a metro card in New York that you could use on the train and on the bus. Um, I also made arrangement for transportation from the airport to the hotel, transportation to Stonehenge to Windsor Castle. Now, we planned this trip in December. In January, I start make all the bookings. But because we're a group of family and friends, normally, if I could do something and let them pay a little at a time, I do it. But before the beginning of the trip, they must pay the full amount. So although Ms. Bedwati paid me some money in January and some in February, I had already purchased the ticket in January once I had some money from her and I had a copy of her passport. That's when I purchased Okay. So what you laid out was the transportation to and from, mm -hmm. the London Pass, the airlines, and the hotel. Anything else? Insurance. She, uh, I insurance. always say, guys, if you want to buy insurance, there is a company named TravelSafe. I could buy the insurance for you, but it's your insurance. And she bought the insurance, and then you also yes. spent $100 on her goodie bag. Did she ever get her yeah. goodie bag? Yes, she did. You, you sent her the goodie bag? She, she came to, uh, we had a get-together. She came to my oh. home for the get-together. That's when we had, like, an orientation, and that's when she got her goodie bag. Okay. And then, all right, so tell me what was non-refundable. The London Pass was non-refundable, but did they extend the time you could use it, or they just said, hey, this is good only until whatever day? It was non-refundable because normally the refundable time is uh, 30 days, but we bought it in January. Um, now, because of virus, the London Pass, they allow you to use it for two years. What about the... Airfare, was that refundable? The airfare we bought from a travel agency, it's refundable if you pay a processing fee of $250. Is this all information that she knows or doesn't know? In other words, all the non-refundable nature of stuff, when you put out your email, do you mention that it's non-refundable? The flyer uh, I, I had sent to you, Your Honor, it's called okay, London Flyer. Got it. Vicious family and friends. It's actually what it's called. Yes. Capital letters. This is a non-refundable trip and itinerary subject to changes. See, you know, this flyer goes out and it, it's very clear that it's non-refundable. It's also very clear to you. I think you know darn well that he's just a guy who puts trips together. He's not a travel agent. So we've got all these things that are a problem. And the question is, whose problem are they? You want them to be his problem, and you want him to refund everything. He, he sent you a check for $979.45. You have the airline's uh, ticket. Did you give her anything that would allow her to use the airline ticket? You gave her the information so yes. she knows how to be able to use What happened yes, with the Honor. hotel? Why would the hotel not return the money? That's kind the of... The hotel returned the money. 
I actually had to put a dispute on my credit card because um, we had booked advance booking on the hotel, uh, but they, right. they happily gave us back the money. Okay, so what's the only thing that didn't give you back money? It's the airfare, the London Pass, the insurance, and then the goodie bag. <laughs> Show me proof you spent a hundred bucks on the goodie bag. Um, I I give you an because that's not that's something called... anybody. I know you don't want to be out the goodie bag because you don't want to take a bath. But she didn't pay for a goodie bag. That was just something you do to keep goodwill. So why should she have to pay for the goodie bag? You know, well, even if she your... got it, it's just like a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Your Honor, when I organize this trip, if I have extra money, instead of giving back the money, I use it into something. So always, That's when, your they go business. On a trip, when they go on a trip, they get a goodie bag. Because I use the yeah, extra I got money it. I know me. what a goodie bag is. I know I know what swag is. Let me ask you a question. How much was the airfare? Five twenty-five, fifty-five. Okay. And how much was the London Pass? The London Pass is 500 that's for a six-day, six-day pass. All right. So what we have here then is someone who pays you twenty-two hundred, and then the airfare is five twenty-five, fifty-five, and that is non-refundable. But she is able to use it uh, in, for the next X amount of time. The London pass is good for two years. The insurance is not refundable. And uh, you went ahead and deducted a hundred bucks for the goodie bag. That's not going to happen. Welcome back to the People's Court. So, who's going to eat the cost of the goodie bag? Let's go back into the courtroom and find out. I hate to tell you this, Miss Singh, but when you sign up for a trip that's non-refundable, and the tickets are non—there's a certain price to it, which is based on the fact that it's non-refundable. The airfare you're going to be able to use in the next two years. I know what you're saying. You don't want to travel. I don't want to travel either. But this is the kind of thing that's happened to everybody. If you had paid him and he was a travel agent and he had insurance for this kind of thing, because this is his business, it's one thing. But this is a guy who puts together 20 people to go together on trips all the time. Can you imagine if every single person said to him, okay, now sell your house because you got to pay us all back all of our money? That wouldn't be fair either. But the airfare, you still have the value of it and can use it at another time, just like the flyer said, that the itinerary could end up changing and that it was non-refundable. The London Pass is good for two years. The insurance is non-refundable, and you tried to make a claim on the insurance, and they said acts of God weren't covered? No. Uh, they're saying because of the virus. It's an act of that God. That's force majeure, and they don't handle force. Yeah. Do me a favor. Did you ever send her any of the paperwork about the insurance? Yes. Is this the travel insurance that we're talking about? Yes. Okay. We're going to make sure you have this document. That way you can call the insurance company yourself and try to make a claim if you want. But as for whether or not he owes you the money, I do not find that he owes you the airfare. You have the value of that, and you're in the same position everybody else is who buys a non-refundable ticket, which is that you can use it at another time for the next X amount of time. The London Pass is the same story. It's good for two years. The insurance, they're not going to refund that either, but you should have the insurance information so that you can make a claim if you want to try to make a claim. Pay this lady the $100 for the goodie bag. 
That's just something you do. Nobody ever agreed to pay $100 for the goodie bag. So you owe her $100. And as for the rest of it, you're in the same position everybody else is with non-refundable tickets, which is that you'll have to use it at another time. I know it's not ideal, but it also would be very inappropriate to turn around and tell a guy who puts together trips you know, just so that his trip is free, that all of a sudden he has to sell his house so he could pay all, all these different people all the money they're out. Oh, and by the way, you have a counterclaim against her for $200 because you think she should pay you for going through all this wasted work? You're kidding me, right? Yes, he saw me. He saw Please me. tell me you're kidding me. $10,000. Yeah, no, she... Yeah, no, she doesn't. She never agreed to pay you to do that. That's something that was going to be free for you because you were going to get a free trip. Tough for you. You need to get hurt by Corona also, not just her. So on your counterclaim against her, zero. And on her claim against you, I am going to order you to give her all of the information that she may not have. So we'll make sure my staff will make sure you have everything and also pay back the $100 for the goodie bag. Good luck, folks. Well, the plaintiff prevails, but only to the tune of a hundred bucks. Uh, Mr. Balram, let me ask you: You've got to give her back a hundred dollars for the goodie bag. What's the value of the goodie bag? It's a hundred. Uh, actually, it's more than a hundred, but it's because I had the extra money. I just said a hundred dollars. I normally give it out of my kindness, out of my goodness. So that's no problem with the hundred dollars. All right. Well, good for you. Well, anyway, that's the judge's decision. Ms. Singh, you still seem to be a little bit upset. I guess you are. You were suing for $1,200. What, what do you think? Yes, sir. I paid him everything for all the trip that he told to the court. And this goodie bag is just, I don't know how much is it. There's a few little things inside of it and the artillery. This is nothing. And we are not friends and family. I don't know what he's talking about. The guy is lying. Why is he lying? And why is he taking my money? Why he want to be this, this goody guy and make me look bad? Then he put it all over, it's, viral all over the saying, TV and all over. Yes? Listen, I'm sorry, but that's the decision. End of story. All right. Now, I know the judges have a feeling about this. Let's see what they say. The plaintiff in this case ends up getting either the actual value of what she spent or a credit towards it on almost all the items, correct? Almost, yeah. I mean, the hotel gave the money back. Right. Um, the, the airline says, yeah, you can use this ticket, but we got to kick it down the road. Right. right. It's delayed. Right. And uh, so I'm not sure that, I mean, she sounded really upset at the end in the hallway. I think that I, she, she is behaving like someone who bought a refundable ticket. Right. Um, and in her mind, Corona made it refundable. Right. Right. Um, and that's just not the case. It's not, especially when, you know, the, in capital letters, it says non-refundable and itinerary may change right. because that's that happened to us. Absolutely. I mean, there were things we were able to cancel and there were things yeah, that we, we couldn't cancel. Everybody's taking a haircut. Everybody's taking a haircut with Corona. Well, hopefully she makes it to London and uh, it all turns out. She won't out. be doing it with him, but <laughs> she's got her own airline ticket and her she's own London a, pass. A London pass ready to go. Right. right. Okay, this is really interesting from Cheyenne. She says, I'm a retail worker in Virginia and I hate having to touch customers' money when they lick their fingers before counting it and handing it to me. Can I refuse their payment because I don't want to touch their spit money? I gotta tell you, um, it's tricky because money is a, is a legal form of currency. I would wear gloves because if they hand it to you, probably should have to take it. 